SBS Radio. The NRL Indigenous Round encourages funds to pass back to move forward. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese heads back to Australia after his brief debut on the world stage at the Quad Leaders Meeting in Tokyo. And US President Joe Biden says it's time to act on the country's gun laws in the wake of the latest mass shooting at a primary school in Texas. The 2022 NRL Indigenous Round has just been announced as Pass Back, Move Forward. The aim of the theme is to highlight the importance of understanding and appreciating Indigenous history and culture with the goal of building a better future. To help bring attention to the social issues affecting Indigenous communities, NRL is encouraging funds to learn about the traditional custodians of the land where they live. Dean Widers, NRL Indigenous Pathways Manager, says this year's theme is about highlighting the cultural experiences. So me and the Indigenous Round, all the cultural experiences that you'll get before the game, you know, the welcome to country, the smoking ceremonies, the dancing ceremonies, a lot of the interesting stories that you'll read about Indigenous players and Indigenous people this week. Um, the jerseys look amazing, the artwork's always sensational and it's done by local artists. It always tells a brilliant story. There's a lot of teams in uh, that are really building up their season and the rugby league season is coming alive around this time of year. A lot of things to look forward to this year in the Indigenous Round. All 16 NRL clubs will wear commemorative jerseys for the round with traditional welcomes to take place prior to each match. The employment gap between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians is closing at such a slow pace that it will take 200 years for parity to be achieved. A new index has taken a closer look at Indigenous employment levels in 42 large Australian organisations, including ASX-listed companies, non-profits and government departments. Nunga woman Shelley Cable has been spearheading the project to establish Australia's first Indigenous Employment Index to track the progress every two years. She says getting an insight on how Australia is tracking on Indigenous employment, particularly during the pandemic, has been challenging. We really realised the lack of data that exists around Indigenous employment during the COVID pandemic. We wanted to know what was happening to Indigenous employees across the country and it didn't take us very long at all to realise there simply was no data for us to understand the impact. When we know how many Indigenous Australians are incarcerated on any given night but we don't know how many are in work in a given year, I think that's a gap that we seriously need to close. The report found levels Indigenous representation at senior leadership levels was just 0.07%. Racism, staff retention issues and a failure to regularly report on voluntary Indigenous employment targets were identified as factors behind the result. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is heading back from Tokyo after attending the meeting of the Quad Alliance in his first role as Prime Minister. 
Mr. Albanese made his debut on the world stage just hours after being sworn in as Australia's 31st Prime Minister, joining the leaders of the United States, Japan and India in a meeting of the Diplomatic Alliance. During the brief visit, Mr. Albanese pledged more foreign aid to Pacific nations, emphasizing that Australia would be taking greater attention on fighting climate change. Speaking at the airport shortly before departing Tokyo, Mr. Albanese says Australia's new position on climate change was warmly welcomed by the Quad partners. Uh, there are many consistencies in Australia's national security positions, uh, but there are some differences uh, with the former Australian government, particularly when it comes to climate change. And the new government that I lead's position was welcomed by the leaders of the United States, Japan and India. And I look forward uh, to going forward and building those relationships. Mr. Albanese says he has been invited by the leaders to visit the United States and India, while Australia has been confirmed as host of another meeting of the Quad next year. The new Federal Treasurer, Treasurer Jim Chalmers, has met with the Governor of the Reserve Bank and the heads of Australia's financial regulators to discuss the nation's finances. Both major parties went into last Saturday's federal election, promising to review the operations of the RBA, such as looking at how it targets inflation and the makeup of the central bank's board. Labor comes into government facing difficult economic conditions, including rising inflation and interest rates, falling real wages and a trillion dollars worth of debt. Jim Chalmers told Channel 7 ahead of the meetings Labor would be managing the budget more responsibly than its predecessors. But I want to be upfront with you, Koshi, and with all your viewers. You know, this is a generational debt that we're inheriting from our predecessors, a trillion dollars in debt. In our view, nowhere near enough to show for it. So this is a hard uh, task ahead of us, a long task ahead of us. It will take generations to pay that debt down. But our job is to make sure that there's a generational dividend for all of that debt. A senior Liberal MP has confirmed that her colleagues will elect former Defence Minister Peter Dutton unopposed as the party's next leader. New South Wales MP Susan Lee is likely to become the next deputy leader following the party's big election loss over the weekend. Mr Dutton has been the frontrunner for the top job, but there are concerns he will be electro-poison to progressive voters who abandoned the Liberals in favour of independents, the Greens and Labour. Queensland Liberal MP and former Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews has told the ABC the party's new leader's, leader's task will be to earn back support from voters. We need to rebuild right across Australia. Uh, Queensland took a, a hit, some of the other states took a significant uh, hit and we need to go back to our values, our principles, look closely at what has happened but we need to... Now let's hear the Texas Governor Greg Abbott talking about the crime uh, following the latest uh, mass shooting in the USA. When parents drop their kids off at school, they have every expectation to, be, to know that they're going to be able to pick their child up when that school day ends. And there are families who are in mourning right now, and the state of Texas is in mourning with them for the reality that these parents are not going to be able to pick up their children. The U.S. State Department has called a United Nations fact-finding mission investigating human rights abuses in China's Xinjiang province a mistake. 
The UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet's six-day visit to China is investigating allegations of abuses against Muslim minorities in Xinjiang, including reports of mass confinement, forced labor and compulsory birth, birth control measures. But China has long held back the mission and Foreign Minister Wang Yi has told Bachelet this week that Beijing opposes politicizing human rights and imposing double standards. U.S. State Department spokesperson Ned Price says the Chinese government has not granted the U.N. the full access to the region required to conduct a complete assessment. We think it was a mistake uh, to agree to a visit under these circumstances where uh, the High Commissioner, High Commissioner will not be granted the type of unhindered uh, access, free and uh, full access uh, that would be required uh, to do a complete assessment uh, and to come back uh, with a uh, full picture uh, of the atrocities, the crimes against humanity uh, and the genocide ongoing in Xinjiang. World Health officials have now recorded 131 confirmed cases of the monkeypox virus in 16 countries outside Africa. There are further 106 suspected cases that have been reported since the 7th of May when the disease was detected beyond the African countries where it is usually found. The World Health Organization says the risk to the general public remains low and the outbreak can still be contained. Dr. Rosamond Lewis from the World Health Organization Emergencies Program says transmission may be, may be being driven by a change in human behavior. Most of the animals that are susceptible to monkeypox are in fact rodents, um, Gambian giant pouch rats, dormice, prairie dogs, uh, those are the types of animals from which there may be spillover, a zoonotic spillover from animals into people who may be going into the forest or who may be um, coming into contact with the virus through a zoonotic route. And with flu rates rising rapidly around the country, health officials are urging people to get their children vaccinated early. New research from the Royal Children's Hospital's National Child Poll reveals only half of all Australian children are likely to be vaccinated against the flu this year. After two years of COVID-19 vigilance, largely characterized by hand hygiene and home isolation, children are now returning to school and international travel is resuming, driving an increase in influenza rates. The Royal Children's Hospital's Dr. Anthea Rhodes says there's now a sense of fatigue, but young children remain the most vulnerable to the flu. Prior to the COVID pandemic, the flu was the leading cause of admission to hospital in children under five. So it is those very young children who are more likely to catch the flu and also more likely to get more serious illness and complications, including things like pneumonia, infections of the heart and infections of the brain in some instances. Mining company Glencore is to pay about $2.1 billion to settle legal action in the United States, the UK and Brazil over bribery and market manipulation. The US Attorney General Mary Garland says Glencore paid bribes to officials in seven different countries. He says Glencore's commodities trading arm engaged in a scheme to manipulate oil prices at two of the busiest commercial ports in the US over the course of eight years. Glencore has agreed to set up an independent compliance monitor for three years as part of its legal settlement.
And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a sunny day, 29 degrees, Perth, mostly sunny, 21, Adelaide, showers, 19, Melbourne, mostly sunny, 19, Hobart, sunny, 16, Albury-Wodonga, mostly cloudy day, 18, Canberra, fog, and a top of 16, Wollongong, showers, 19 degrees, Sydney, storm and showers, 20 degrees, Newcastle, shower or two, also 20 degrees, Brisbane, showers increasing, 23, Townsville, mostly cloudy, 26, Cairns, partly cloudy, 28, Alice Springs, partly cloudy, 27, Darwin, a sunny day on the top of 33, Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead on the top of 30 degrees, and that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.